0: So today we're going to be talking about entering a new phase of your life and I really want to talk about my transition back from being in Spain for a full year with my family doing a sabbatical year there into coming back to Canada. Uh, Hi Zoe from Chennai, India. I was in your city when I was traveling around India. (laughs) Uh, Hi Maria. Thank you, You you're looking forward to this session, amazing. Hi Darcy from Minneapolis. Thank you for confirming that you can hear me. So for those of you who don't know, um, I am originally from Barcelona, from Spain, but I I have been living in Canada since 2012 with my wife Samantha and my daughter Eva. She has almost five years old. She's almost five years old. So last year we decided to do a sabbatical year in Spain. We spent the whole year there, and the goal of that sabbatical year was to facilitate time for my parents to to spend with Eva because they were having a, a distance relationship and Eva is their only granddaughter. So I had a lot of sadness in my heart uh, not being able to be close to them. Uh, so we facilitated a whole year. I wanted Eva, my daughter, to learn Spanish properly, to learn Catalan, and to experience the lifestyle there too. And for me and my wife, this was an adventure. This was getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of our normality, and really changing our lifestyle for a full year. And as you can imagine, when you do something like this, we come back to the old life, but we are not the same people. And today I wanna talk about that because sometimes uh, we enter new phases in our lives uh, sometimes they are, we have chosen them, sometimes they are kind of forced <laughs> into us. Sometimes uh, our work changes and, and we are sent somewhere else. Sometimes uh, we need to move somewhere else for a specific reason. Maybe you want to buy a house and you can't afford it where you live, so you go somewhere else where you can afford it. Uh, sometimes you meet someone like I did. I met Samantha and I moved to a completely different country and I started a completely new life. So some of you really wanted me to, to cover a few things and I have notes here. Um, so what are the steps that I am following to getting back into the new phase of my life? Uh, how am I reorganizing my home? How am I recreating uh, our schedule and the family schedule? And, and then what, uh, how did this experience shape our lives and change our outlook of life and and what's important. And I don't know if you guys have any other questions or or topics that you would like to hear about. I'm happy to share, to talk about this first so that I can cover them. And then uh, I would love if you can share whatever you would like to to learn more about, to ask about this specific topic of, uh, transitioning into entering a new phase of life. Uh, what does it look like? What are the steps? And this is going to look different for each of us. But there are specific things that I feel are going to be similar and you may relate to them. Um, hi Christine, welcome. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. We are back in Canada. Hope you had a nice come back to Canada. Amazing. Yeah. Hi Peter Brook. Amazing. Uh, I chose this time today because uh, some people are from Australia and they have a hard time joining my calls when I do them at the other time. So that's why I'm trying testing this time today. So let's talk about the steps that I'm following to reorganize our home. Okay. And, And this is a, this is interesting because the other day, well, we arrived here a couple of weeks ago and yeah. So if you were to come into my house two or three days later, you will think like, wow, I can't believe this is Emilio's house. (laughs) Because it was a mess, every, everything. Why? Because things are messy in the transition of, and we prioritize what's important to us. So when we arrived, one of the first priorities for us was to empty the tiny office where, where I'm sitting. This is a tiny office that is in the backyard of our home. And it was full of boxes that we brought from the house. Um, from the studio that Samantha will get back in January. So we had a lot of things that are transitioning, lots of boxes that need to be opened, lots of things that need to be taken care of. But we need time to do that. On top of that, my daughter, Eva, doesn't go to school until January 8th. So we have her full time with us. So, plus we were experiencing jet lag, being tired, culture shock. Honestly, I was culture shock, I was experiencing, and I'm, I'm still experiencing culture shock, being back, a different life, different weather, <clears throat> sadness about leaving my family behind. So there is a lot of emotions that are happening. And the last priority for me is to make sure that things are organized physically speaking. As long as I can function, it's okay if it takes a few days or a few weeks to get them done. because. I prioritize resting, I prioritize playing with my daughter, I prioritize watching a movie on the couch with my family if I feel tired rather than forcing myself to unpack the boxes because I need to get it done as fast as possible. So really honoring how I felt was something important and I and this is something that I really want, to, want you guys to, to understand. When we transition, things are going to get messy. When things get messy, we are going to feel overwhelmed, we are going to feel anxiety, we are going to feel frustration. It's going to suck. <laughs> and it is what it is. So with that being accepted and honored, I don't want to, to be upset about it. I don't choose to get overwhelmed and push myself into doing something because I feel I have to get it done today. I allow myself a little bit of time. Boxes were everywhere and we were laying on the couch under a blanket watching a movie because we were tired. So that was interesting to see because sometimes we forget that when we are moving houses, when we are changing, things need to change and they require a little bit of time. So that that that's one thing that we are doing. So when it comes to reorganizing, It goes in waves, okay? So what we are doing, we are trying to focus on different spaces, on different, for example, my daughter's bedroom was, for me, it was more important than my bedroom. Why? Because I want her to be able to be independent. I want her to to know where things are. I want her to be able to get dressed, to be able to put the laundry where it belongs, to be able to hang the coat. And we stage her room with pictures uh, from Spain and pictures from friends here. And we brought some of the art that she made and we hung it on the walls with strings. So we made sure that for her, this transition was easy. I don't want her to forget her experiences there. We set her table with chairs. We brought the crafts that she has. And her room was finished in a couple of days, two, three days. And that was the priority. The kitchen was still a mess. Our bedroom was still a mess. And that's fine. But at least Eva is taken care of. And it's easy for us to facilitate games crafts getting in and out of the house with her then after that we tackle the kitchen more or less it's still not finished but at least it's functional we can cook we know where things are more or less but we have still things to unpack and that's gonna be happening slowly so and then our bedroom same thing we unpack the clothes we unpack some boxes that we had samantha had way more boxes than she remembered and she was feeling anxiety about that because it's like, I can't remember packing so much stuff and I don't know why I kept so much stuff. And then she's confronting all of this. Uh, when you are doing all this physical work of decluttering, of organizing your home, it's not only physical, it's mental and it's very emotional. And also it, it requires communication if you are sharing the space with family members. So it can be a very draining process it can require a lot of energy, and it's okay if it takes a little bit of time, okay? So I want you guys to be aware of that. And to me, I was also connecting with the idea of, wow, Emilio, you are experiencing what people who are having physical clutter is experiencing. So I am in the shoes of feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxiety, not finding enough time to get everything done, having low energy and having to confront communication with with family members that are emotionally arise too. So it's really interesting to be there because it helps me relate way more with my work and it helps me remember, right? Because if everything is perfect all the time and everything is functional, you forget. So to me, it was also, I was grateful that I was connecting with that too. Uh, And then when it comes to uh, what, before I change to to the schedule, do you guys have anything to say about physical spaces, any specific questions? And Sevica says, what brings you joy about returning? What do you miss about the life you had with your family in Spain? So Sevica, that is a wonderful question. And I am happy to touch on that because when we were hitting the mark, the half point mark of being in Spain for six months. And it felt like the countdown was starting, right? And I could sense that in my friends. I could sense that in my mom. My mom wasn't focusing on on us being there. She was already focusing on, oh, in four months, you are going to leave. In three months, you are going to leave. In two months, you are going to leave. And I could feel her sadness. And I could also connect with that idea of, wow, the life that we have created here, it's going to end. We are going to close the door of the apartment that we rented forever. We are never going to enter back here. We sold everything that we own there. We are saying bye to the family. And to me it was really hard sometimes. So when you are transitioning, it's important that, that you take in account the good, the good and the bad. So l- let's put it this way. the what makes you happy and what you are going to miss. And there are really good things about being in Spain, but there are also things that I didn't like. And there are beautiful things about being in Canada and there are things that I don't like. (laughs) So it's important to connect and to focus on what you are grateful for, what you are excited about, because if you focus on that, everything else becomes less heavy. Everything else becomes easier. One of the things is the weather here. The weather here, it's colder. It's more difficult to get out. It's not as outdoors in the winter time, unless you do skiing or you do something with snow. So, but there were beautiful things that I am coming back to. So I'm coming back to a beautiful gym. I'm coming back to a squash community. We are coming back to a new school for Eva and hopefully new connections with parents. We are coming back to friends that were excited to see us and were asking, where can we come and see you? Uh, I'm excited about those things. I'm excited about being close to uh, Samantha's family. I am excited to come back to our business here locally. Uh, I am excited to come back to our home here because it's bigger than what we had there. It's, it's more outdoor, it has more nature. We have this tiny office in the backyard that we can use. So there are beautiful things that I was coming back to. And that that was my focus, right? When I was in Spain, I was focusing on the beautiful things there. And then when I was about to transition here, I tried my best to focus on on the things I was grateful for. I was grateful to spend a whole year there. I know I'm going to go back. So it's normal to grieve what you are losing. And it's okay to allow space for that. But if you only focus on that and you forget about what excites you, it's very easy to fall into depression. It's really easy to fall into deep sadness to the point that you your mood changes. And sometimes that's difficult. I am in the middle of that and it's not easy. Sometimes I feel frustrated. Sometimes I feel a lot of sadness. Sometimes I feel grief and also excitement about what's about to come how is the new Emilio going to feel in Canada? So Maria, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know, I don't really know yet what the new Emilio is gonna be like here. I don't really know what my work is gonna look like here. I don't really know what I need to focus on. And this is something also that I wanted to, to touch base because you guys ask, how does it look like to recreate your schedule? and your family schedule. And that's another thing, right? So we're coming back as new people. Samantha is a completely different person too. I am a different person. This past year, we have done a lot of healing. We have done a lot of healing around family and family dynamics with my family in Spain. Now we are doing that with Samantha's family here in Canada. Samantha has been doing a lot of healing around herself. We have done a lot of healing in our relationship as, as partners, as couple, and uh, It's an interesting time because sometimes it's weird. And when you are changing so many things, it's very difficult to know where you are standing. When you are letting go of the old and stepping into something that is new, something that you don't really know yet how, how to do, it's okay to feel lost. I feel lost right now. I feel lost in many areas of my life. I feel lost in in my relationship with Samantha. I feel lost in what my work is going to look like. I feel lost in what my life here is going to look like. And that's okay. I'm trying to feel the moment. I'm trying to practice self-care. Like uh, this morning, for example, I, I sat for one hour in silence. And I had a piece of paper and and a pen. And I will just sit in there in silence. And the goal of that practice is to just allow things to come to me. And then when they come, I will write them down. I will go, go back to silence. When something comes up, I will write it down. I will go back to silence. And then I'm trying to do that as often as I can. I also have a, a ceremony that I try to do every day at least once and I have my altar on top of the dresser and then I have my I have a little bit of smudge, I, I light up a candle, I smudge myself, I remind myself of the things I want to do, how I want to feel. I I pull a card from my deck, from my oracle deck, and then I read the card and then I reflect and then I start my day and it's a it's it's just a a a period of my life where i am transitioning where things are not clear and that's that's not a bad thing right that is that means that a new beginning is about to come Um, Emilia, what you are doing is amazing thank you monica I just really wanted to share the reality of things, right? Because um, I I was reflecting back and I remember that I I did a live session on a book back in February. It was Tuesday, February 7th. The beauty of having a journal (laughs) that you can reflect on. So I did a session of a book that is called Transitions, Making Sense of Life's Changes by William Bridges. And that book, it states that there are three phases of transitions and they happen in this this order. There is an ending, there is a neutral zone, and there is a a beginning. So it's a difficult process of letting go of an old situation, suffering the confusion, nowhere in the in-betweenness and launching forth again in a new situation. So right now I am in the neutral zone. I am in the in-betweenness, from an old thing to a new thing that hasn't started yet. And I am in that neutral zone. And any time that you guys are finding yourself transitioning in your life, you are going to face those three, those three steps. The unending, the neutral zone or the in between and a new beginning. Uh, the name of the book, uh, Soe, is called Transitions Making Sense of Life's Changes by William Bridges. Okay, uh, sounds like a sacred practice. Thanks for sharing. Have you heard of Inner Engineering by Sadhguru? Um, I know Sadhguru, I'm not familiar with the inner engineering but there are many, many exercises that that are available when you are in this phase, in this in-between, because what we are doing here, we are engineering our life. We are creating what we want. And and this is what's important, right? So the, the neutral zone offers us learning, growth, truer identity, clarity, and it's normal to feel empty, to feel lost, to feel confused because you are in the middle of of a new creation. Uh, It's important that we have to accept what you are not doing or being anymore and willingness to move forward into something new. Yeah, so it's so so wonderful that that session relates so much to this uh, to this state of my life right now, right? And then some questions that that i'm asking myself and that the book recommends is like what is no longer serving you what is time to let go of and this is not a person a place or a thing that needs to be let go it is an idea a belief or an assumption that may have played a role in your past success but is now creating an obstacle for moving forward into the future. So that's very, very powerful and very scary to let go of something that you know, (laughs) something that has worked in order for you to create something new that you don't know yet. And there is a lot of trust that needs to happen. There is a lot of uh, faith needs to happen and letting go of something that you know that is familiar that is comfortable and stepping into the void (laughs) into the uncertainty uh, so that something new can arise it, it takes a lot of courage and it's very very difficult and very overwhelming so yeah when when we are in this neutral zone in this in between It's time to explore. It's time to discover. And what dreams keep invading your waking hours? That's a sentence from the book. Think about that. What are the dreams that keep invading your waking hours? And what gives you energy when it comes to mind? And this is why it's so important to create the space and the time. With a self-care practice, with a meditation, with... Scheduling time with yourself so that you can think and you can feel what's next for you. And that is what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to feel I don't want to force myself into doing what I know the same way that I did. I am trying to feel what I need to do next. I'm trying to receive a message from that emptiness. And that's why you don't see any more lives from me scheduled yet because I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, I don't know how often, I don't know anything. And it, it is scary. So let me read your comments um, and thank you so much for engaging in the chat, guys. It's wonderful to, to read what you share. So Lori Ann says, I am so thankful you are doing this topic. I am caregiving for my mom who is retired. Who is a retired organizer and have been cared for her f- for four years now which require me to hold my own organizing business because of the suddenness of her illness illness we have total chaos from combining household as I listen to you I realize I feel a lot of shame I haven't been able to keep our house better when it was both our professions yeah Lorianne I-, I feel your pain And I feel your pressure, the pressure that you put on yourself. Uh, But it's so important to really remind yourself of how much work you are doing. Caregiving, how much of your energy may go to that. And really to to remind yourself of what are the priorities right now. And many times when when things happen with a big life event happens many times the, the physical organization, it is not a priority. As long as you can function, as long as you can cook, you can sleep well, and you can, you can take care and do the activities that you need to do, how the space looks like and, and, and how having some clutter or some chaotic area, especially when you are blending households, when things are in transition, you just have to remind yourself that you are in the in-between, you are in that neutral zone. Something is ended and something new will arise, but you are in that middle chaotic, unclear, uncertain, unfamiliar, uncomfortable, frustrating in between. And we need to accept it. We need to accept that we are there. And I hope that you can be gentle with yourself. And and when you are, you are going to start finding openings you are going to start finding the capacity to prioritize. When I have one hour of my time, what is the next thing I need to get get done in the physical space? And that's why sometimes sitting in practice may feel that you are wasting time because you need to get going (laughs) and get doing things, but I promise you that if you can sit even for five minutes and try to regroup, try to connect, you are going to find the clarity that you need and you are going to find the next step and you are going to find what you need to do next in order to keep moving forward in the best possible way. Because if you don't do that, it's very easy to to create an endless to-do list of things that need to take care of and you will never finish it because you will never find all the time you need to get all of those things done. And you're gonna feel bad with yourself, out of alignment, exhausted and it's very easy to fall into that I'm guilty of doing that because that's what I know, to me my nature is get doing be busy, work as fast as you can, work as hard as you can until you finish it, but sometimes things don't go that way and we need to accept that Slavena says I hear You, Emilio, it's easy to get lost, especially when living between two countries and wherever you go, feeling like leaving people behind. I feel for you, as I live in similar circumstances. I see you as very resourceful, intelligent, and highly adaptable. Thank you. Sending blessings uh, your paths. It sounds like you have a very supportive partner, which is great to walk along you. Yeah, I'm very, very grateful to have a partner, Samantha, that... She's also strong. She's a good leader. She's also healing, and 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 she also she, we can talk. So I can tell you one thing. Uh, this past year, our communication between Samantha and I has been because so many things have happened. We moved three three times while in Spain, and sometimes the family dynamics were difficult. Sometimes moving homes were, were was difficult, and. We had a dialogue almost every day. A dialogue is a technique that we use. It's called intentional dialogue or imago dialogue. And this is something where we feel a charge towards each other or towards the other person. We feel a charge. And we need to clear that. Because if we don't, we are going to enter a confrontation. We are going to end up fighting. And the best way that we have found to resolve that is doing a dialogue and doing an intentional dialogue, an imago dialogue. And there is a book that talks about this from Harville Hendricks, Harville. Uh, There is also, we learned this also in our program that we did with John Weiland called Depth and Devotion. And we have been practicing this for the last three years. But in Spain, I can tell you that some days, even twice. So it's really wonderful to have a partner that can do that with me. Because if not, it will be very difficult to clear things fast. Um, so let me see, um, Emilio, how was the departure with your friends? Um, it must have been difficult to for them losing their master. <laughs> so Maria. Um, the friends I have there are really good friends and we stay in touch through WhatsApp. Uh, so it wasn't difficult to catch up with them. And luckily, even though I'm here, we try to do a call and once every couple of months at least. And we are in touch through messages and we share pictures. And we spend quite a bit of time together. So I'm, I feel really well about that. But yeah, it's always sad being far. It's always sad not having them in person uh, close by, right? so that that's that sadness that exists and that's something that i i need to acknowledge but i am moving forward with creating work that allows me to be flexible allows me to go back when i feel like it for as long as i want or need and i can keep doing work here and there so that's what i'm I'm moving forward and this year it was really beautiful to be able to do some of that so yeah So Kathleen says, I have decided to take the leap and put my house up for sale. I have lived here for 39 years, but it is no longer serving me. I am moving back to New York to be near family. I have been using your recommendations for the decluttering and I've been so busy that I haven't had so much time to worry. (laughs) I plan to try to find one good thing each day once I move. I can't believe I'm finally doing this. Kathleen, I wish you the best in your move. Um, 39 years is a long time so yeah it's time for you to move on if that's what feels good to you so amazing uh, wishing you the best in that transition Darcy says I was laid off after 22 years from a company job I hated Have one year severance I am viewing this as an adventure to find a fulfilling job versus a paycheck that's beautiful Darcy that's beautiful that you are prioritizing what feels good to you and it's not always a financial decision. There are many more components to making a decision of finding a new job. Uh, Paycheck is important, of course, but there are fulfillment. I will say it's more important than paycheck and feeling really well and being excited about going there every day. That is something really important. Could you please put the name of the dialogue in the chat? Thanks. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, Imago Dialogue, also called intentional dialogue. Okay. Uh, thank you, Becca, for, for putting the book too. Uh, so, ha- Harville Hendricks and, and his wife uh, have a book that is called Getting the Love That You Want. And we were introduced to this technique by a friend. And then from there, I found the book. I, we read the book, Samantha and I, and then we started practicing that. And it wasn't until we did the the couple's program that we did together Samantha and I for six months that we really got into doing it because it takes a lot of capacity to be able to sit in front of your partner with a charge and being able to listen without interrupting and being able to repeat, validate and then be grateful about things. It takes a lot of I I couldn't do it at the beginning. That's the truth. I, I just couldn't do it. So it really took a lot of Repetition, a lot of uh, practice to be able to, to do that. But I can tell you that that technique allows Samantha and I to clear things very quickly and we don't fight anymore. We don't allow things to get to the point where we are fighting and we don't get an outcome. So we always help each other heal by validating, by listening and by creating that container that feels safe, that we both can enter and we both feel safe and by the end of it we always feel heard, validated and we end with gratefulness, with gratitude, very important always to end on a good note and we have been able to discover traumas that we had, discover dynamics that were happening and going to the underneath stuff of why we do what we do and if it wasn't for those dialogues we wouldn't discover so many things and we wouldn't be able to work uh as much as we have done so yeah i'm really happy to share this Uh, love the energy and solidarity here we are in such a powerful season i'm glad to share it with you thank you anika yeah it's so wonderful to so wonderful to create this container of energy uh, where we are all together i am leading this i'm sharing this but you guys bring your energy your presence you keep the chat going uh, is so wonderful uh, is there youtubes on that dialogue style grace and yes um on our youtube channel for example samantha and i we did one that we shared it but there is a lot of um there are many videos out there if you put imago dialogue or intentional dialogue examples you will see you you will be able to watch some examples and there is a structure that you can follow And if you get the book from the library or you buy a copy, uh, it also says the structure in there. But yeah, this is something that I use with my clients when I'm working with them one-on-one. Many times I end up doing a dialogue, like using this technique, because many times people are trying to get organized, people are trying to manage their time better, people are trying to declare and organize their home. But when it comes to communication with family members, communication with your partner, especially it's very easy to to have conflicts it's very easy to to experience an emotional charge and if you don't have a way to to clear that a way to share it a a way to be seen to be understood and to be validated it's very difficult to move forward so this is a technique that i included in my in my coaching practice and i can tell you that it changes the way people can move forward and it, it, re- it really clears the energy very, very quickly in in couples, but also with, with flatmates, with co-workers, if both people are willing to do it, okay? <laughs> you have to be willing to do this. And sometimes people are not, and you need to respect that. Would you recommend doing that before the decluttering, etc.? It depends, uh, Peta. It depends on your situation. Uh, clear communication when you are sharing your home when you are living with with family members it's way easier to get this work done the decluttering the organizing creating a calendar as a family it's very easy to do it when everybody's on the same page when everybody feels heard and validated when everybody has a say and where everybody feels safe to do that and this is the this is the this is what's important: that you need to create a container where everybody feels safe to do this. Because if you don't feel safe, you are going to put a shield, and you are not going to enter any communication because you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to to feel pain. You don't want to. You are going to avoid doing that. But if you have a container where you know you're going to feel safe, where you know that the partner that is entering with you is also following the structure and it's willing to to follow the steps, is willing to listen without interrupting, It's willing to validate how you feel and not fix you, not making it wrong. It's just listening. It makes sense that you are feeling that way. It makes sense that when I did this, you felt X, Y, and Z. That's it. I don't have to fix, I don't have to agree to it. I don't have to interrupt you it takes a lot of courage to do that <laughs> but it is very important yes? if it's an option I always recommend doing it yeah so w- when it comes to the calendar that some of you say how are you recreating your schedule and your family schedule so when it comes to creating your schedule in my own case for example i always start with the basics okay what are the things that that i need to do that they need to get done they are non-negotiable right in my case those things are i need to take care of my daughter i need to take her to school i have to pick her up when it's my day so samantha and i we we split time doing those those chores those responsibilities but one of us have to be responsible for eva if, if we are not together, it's either she's doing it or I'm doing it. So we have to get clear on who is doing this when. And because Samantha likes going to yoga, to the gym, uh, for example, Wednesday night, she does that. Uh, I have my men circle on Thursday nights. So there are specific things that need to happen at specific days of the week. So we cover each other for those things. So Wednesdays, I will take care of Eva in the afternoon an evening and I will put her to bed so that Samantha can go and do the yoga and she can be free. On Thursday she does that and then I can be free, I I can go and do my men's circle. So we kind of have a schedule that we have created and we did have one in Spain too, because in Spain it was the same idea. Eva was going to school and we had to make sure that we covered each other and someone was taking care of her. Uh, So we start with the basics and then we start adding things i add what do i want to do for business when am i going to be doing these calls on inside timer when am i going to be doing my one-on-one coaching and then i start blocking times okay and then that time is blocked and it's for me and i have flexible time also in the calendar meaning like i don't have to decide what i'm going to be doing but i do have a block of time that is just emilio's time and that time can be used exercise can be used to work can be used to meditate can be used to go and see friends and if something shows up and we want to go somewhere as a family we can do that too so that's not a problem but if nothing comes up that that's my time and I can book things in there because I know that everything else is taken care of so that's how we normally go about doing this and then when we enter the territory of okay we are going to do a workshop together on Wednesday morning so that's we put it in the calendar and we both see that so that we don't book anything in there if we decide that we are going to do in home sessions one day a week then we are going to create a window of time for that to be there so that's how we normally work with this and then this is a, an ongoing thing okay so we have that structure but we always things may come up so can always talk and we can be flexible but if nothing happens if everything is kind of okay we have that structure to fall into if something shows up we will talk to each other and then we will make adjustments as needed but normally because we have been doing this for four five years now almost we have a pretty good schedule that has been tested and, and proven to work so that's what we that's how we normally do it when we went to spain There was a transition time where we didn't know what we were doing. Eva wasn't going to school. My parents wanted to visit and it was all like all over the place. But then as we stayed there for a few weeks, we started to develop routines by feeling what we needed. And that is what I invite you guys to do. Feel what you need and start testing things. And then uh, what I do, I, I use my phone, okay? and I use the calendar in my phone because that way my partner, Samantha, she can see it. But I also, for example, let's say that I want to create an inside time and live call every Thursday at 10 PM. For example, I will create an event in my calendar for that specific time. And I will make it that event will repeat weekly. So that way moving forward every week, the event is going to be there. Okay so when one week goes by for example and i can reflect how did it go having the call at 10 p.m did i like it yes i don't touch anything it repeats every week it's fine i didn't like it it's too late or i was sleepy i'm gonna try to do it at 8 p.m so i will go to the event i will edit that event to 8 p.m and i will make sure that the future events get changed So from now on, that event will be changed to 8 p.m. And again, I will test it. And the following week, I will check in. How did it go? I loved it. I leave it as is. I didn't like it. I'm going to try in the morning. You see the the process? So the same with taking care of FIBA, the same going to the gym to do a class, the same finding the time to meditate. So everything needs to be tested. Everything needs to be felt did it feel good do I want to keep doing it this way or should I change it but you are creating structure and that structure repeats weekly and again you don't have to schedule everything in the calendar if you don't want to but you can create blocks of time with a specific intention uh, so that at least that's protected and nothing gets put in there sometimes people are afraid of scheduling everything in the calendar because they, they are afraid of losing freedom. They are afraid of committing to something that they will, will not feel like doing. But that's why sometimes you need to create structure so that you can be free inside that structure. And I know that this may sound a little bit crazy, but sometimes you have to create structure so that you can be free. For example, in our case, Samantha and I, before we created this schedule and we had clarity, about who is taking care of eva when we didn't have freedom so we didn't have a calendar but we didn't have freedom either because we didn't know when we were able to do things we had to constantly ask each other hey samantha is it okay if i go to the gym today hey samantha my friend wants to see me on saturday morning is it okay if i meet with him do you need me here can you watch eva and we were frustrated and it wasn't working for us so when we create structure we could be free inside that structure okay so I hope that that makes sense uh, must be so amazing to have a true partnership so Jessica I don't know what true partnership means and we have our <laughs> we have our challenges too let me tell you but yeah it's nice to have someone that is willing to look at things it's willing to to try is willing to tweak and he's willing to sit in front of me to talk about the things that are not working so that is really wonderful so do you guys have any any more questions? Um, and let me go and turn off the heat because it's getting really hot in here and I don't like how hot it is, one, one second What is the best advice you have gotten when deciding to take steps for a new, brave, and unknown life? We'd we'll love to hear from others here too. <clears throat> so, Annika, what is the best advice you have gotten when deciding to take steps for a new, brave, and unknown life? Amazing question. I invite everybody to, to answer in the chat if you, if you feel like it. So my answer to that, Annika, when deciding to take steps for a new, brave, and unknown life, I think uh, having clear intentions, not a how-to plan, but really listening to those intentions and really spending time with yourself, allowing things to come to you, allowing you to feel what will be best for you. I think creating that time It's really powerful. It's really necessary. And then the how to and the logistics will happen after, but connecting with that true desire of yours and that true intention of yours, really asking like, why do I want to do these changes and what am I looking for? And that is a really deep question that sometimes very difficult to find an answer for, but at least you may have a few ideas. And then from those ideas, things will start evolving. So happy to share that the idea of the sabbatical year came from Samantha and I taking one morning off, dropping Eva at school and catching a bus, going to a hike. And then we walked back home for like three hours along a river. And I remember that we stopped for lunch. We were eating a a bocadillo, a Subway. And then we put our feet inside the water in the river. And we were there together and we were dreaming together. Hey, what would you like to do? An idea starting to come. And then the idea of doing a sabbatical came. I don't know if it was her or me sharing it, but the idea of after COVID, we need to change. Maybe going somewhere for a period of time will be really good and healthy. And from that seed, everything else started to unfold the next following months. So yeah, sharing that story because that's how the sabbatical year idea came. Um, Beta says, I find sometimes that I would like a certain time for a desired activity, but then my feelings may change on another day. Yeah, Beta, that's why sometimes you can try to book a specific task at specific time, a specific day, but it's important to really honor how you feel. And maybe that task can be done at a different time. Maybe you can be flexible with when you do things, right? So that's why creating a block of time with an intention can be helpful, but not committing to something that maybe you don't feel like doing. Sometimes you need to do that at a specific time because, for example, this call, it needs to happen at a specific time. But if I want to do the dishes, if I want to create a course, if I want to bright content, if I want to do something that can be done anytime, I could f- do that task when I feel like it, not impose myself to do it at a time when maybe I don't feel like doing it. So yeah, it, it's it's good to, to, to play with those two ideas, right? Uh, Grayson says, don't get attached to the outcomes, that's a good one. Uh, being in the moment, I like that, Grayson, uh, make sure you understand your needs first. Maria, beautiful, yeah, what are your needs? That's, that, that's a really good question too. What do you need to feel safe, to feel motivated, to feel energized? So set a day rather than a time slot, Emilio. So Peta, do you have a specific example of, a, of an activity that you are looking to schedule? Because I think it will be easier if you have a specific example, and we can talk about that specific example. What is a specific task or chore or activity that you are trying to schedule? Okay, creativity. So you are trying you are trying to to promote creativity. Can you share, Peta, what does what does that mean to you? What does creativity mean to you? Are you painting? Are you writing? Are you doing a meditation? Are you what do you do to be creative? But this is a this is a very good example, right? Because sometimes we are trying to step into being more creative but maybe we don't know what that means yet. So a great idea is for you to block time. Maybe it's two hours a week. Maybe it's one hour a day. Maybe you decide that, but then you block some time so that you can explore what that looks like. And then once you feel, once you start that creative time, you are going to start pondering around. You are going to start trying different things until you feel what feels good to you and then you may do more of that so peta says art music craft textiles miniatures gardening and writing so peta that's great and i feel that there is a lot of different activities to schedule in the calendar so meaning are you Right now, are you looking to explore which one you like so that you can commit to that? Or are you looking to do all of them? Because there is nothing wrong with that. But you just have to make sure that you have enough time to to do all of them. Um, All if I can. Okay. So how much time a week are you willing to give to creativity? How much time do you have every week that you know I have? Morning. So what does mornings mean? Do you have a specific amount of hours? Is this 6 AM to 12 (laughs) PM? Is this 10 to 12? Is this seven to nine? What does mornings mean to you? And again, we are trying to sense what feels good to her. This is not a recipe that all of you have to follow. But we are trying to, to grasp what does it mean to be creative? What time of the day are you aiming to be creative and really honoring your energy cycles, your circadian rhythm? Some people are feeling creative at nighttime. Some people feel more creative in the morning. Some people feel creative midday. So we are trying to sense. So depending on lives, 9 to 12, 30 p.m., When my energy is highest. Amazing. So between nine and 1230, so that's three and a half hours. So that's a lot of time. Okay. So there are different ways to go about this uh, beta. So one idea, you open your calendar and you block nine to 1230 every day, every morning, and you label it creative time. And that's it. And then you know that every morning, You are not to schedule anything on top. People can see that you are busy if you share your calendar. And you can tell everybody, hey, guys, from 9 to 12.30, I'm not available. And then you get to explore. One day, maybe you paint. The next day, you're going to write. And sometimes maybe you start that time with a practice. you check in with yourself. And you feel, and then you decide, yeah, today I feel like doing this. So you, you just honor that and you do that. And then I promise you that when you do that seven days in a row, you are going to discover what you want to do. You're going to discover what comes to you naturally instead of in, in forcing yourself to do something that maybe maybe you enjoy and you say, you know what? It feels really good to do. Mondays is going to be writing. Tuesdays is going to be painting. Thursdays is going to be textiles. Friday is going to be, you know what I mean? And then you create a theme every day. repeats every week and that may be easier for your brain to understand mondays is journaling tuesdays is painting wednesdays is textile thursdays is whatever Uh, music and fridays is whatever so that can be one way again really checking with yourself okay because that may change and it's okay to don't commit to something concrete yet because you are discovering but that's just one idea. Another idea will be to be more specific and say 9 to 10 is going to be this, 10 to 11 is going to be this, 11 to 12 is going to be this, and 12 to 12.3 is going to be this. Again, you can test that too. Put it in the calendar, give it a shot, and then check in with yourself. How do you feel? Is this something that you that you have enjoyed? And then keep tweaking it as you go along. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I will do with you if, if I was working with you and then I will check in with you every day. I will keep you accountable to what you told me. And then I will, I will help you process whatever comes because you're going to face emotions. You're going to face pr- procrastination. You're going to face resistance. You're going to face a lot of things, most likely that is normal. Okay. <clears throat> but that's, that's a way to get started. And maybe it's not perfect, but it's, you just have to get started somehow and start discovering what feels good to you. Um, Okay. Emilio, how have you found the transition between cultures? So Maria, difficult. (laughs) It's, I am still between worlds because life is very different. In there, I was living by the beach. The weather is different. The mindset of the people are different, um, the housing is different, the shops is different, the, the food is different, the times where you eat are different, <coughs> so everything is different. So I can tell you that it's it's different, it's weird. It's, uh, there are things I like from both places, there are things I dislike from both places, and I need to focus on what I enjoy and what I'm grateful for and trying to design a day that is possible. I don't want to be here sad because I am not on the beach because the beach is 6,000 kilometers away from me. So it doesn't work for me to be sad about not being on the beach because I cannot do anything about it unless I move to a place where there is a beach. And maybe that can be something that it becomes a priority for me. And then I need to honor that. And then I need to be honest with my wife and say, <clears throat> I wanna live by a beach. It's not negotiable. Where? I don't know. Let's figure it out, but that is something that I I want. Uh, So that can become something that I really want. Right now it's not the case, but it has been difficult. I am not going to lie. Um, So thank you so much. That is how I have looked at it. Day themes that have allowed other things to invade that space. So Peta, it's normal. So you create an intention and then you let other things to get on the way. So this is your opportunity to reflect about it and to really be intentional about your choice, about what came in, why did it came in? (laughs) Did I have the opportunity to say no to it? Did I have the opportunity to set a boundary? What came along? Was it really important or could I have done it another time? Were people expecting something from me and I wasn't clear about, I'm not available until 1230. So is this a communication problem? Is this a priority problem? Is this an emotional self-regulation problem where you, where you feel that you are procrastinating or, or, there are different angles to look at this, but you are using your metacognition executive functioning skill to really reflect about those specific situations. And really think about when they happen again, how do I want to act? Okay. So right now, yesterday for example, I didn't honor my creativity time. Something came up, I said yes to it, and then I didn't be I didn't do creativity time. So this is your opportunity to reflect and be honest. What happened? Was that really important? Could I have handled that on a different way? Uh, And then you decide what you want to do. Maybe you want to say no. Maybe you want to do that on a different time. Maybe you have to communicate clearly with that person so that they know that you are busy. It depends. And we can talk more about this. If you want to contact me, we can talk more about this specific example. You can also do it through one of my courses if you want. Uh, And I'm happy to share an audio with you but if you can share a specific example, if you can share what came through that interrupted you, uh, we can look at it and we can work together with this, okay? Okay. Um, Is there book that helps with purpose you are talking about? So book that helps helps with purpose. Uh, Can think of one right now. I'm sure there are thousands of them, but can't think of one right now. Yeah, Peta says boundaries, definitely. I will look at all of those prompts and revisit your executive functioning course. Yeah, please do that, Peta. And if, if you can if you can share the specific examples, uh, I will be I will record an audio for you and I will give you my ideas, my point of view, and then you can take what you want and let go of what you don't want. Okay. Uh, amazing. So guys, we are sitting at over an hour. I don't want to take more of your time. Uh, Slavena says that's, I see it making and learning the most of both cultures and teaching my daughter to choose what she feels the best from both worlds. Yeah. So yeah that that's there are two different worlds there are good things and bad things things that feel good things that don't things that you are grateful for things that you are excited about on both places and it's it's very difficult sometimes to <laughs> to to transition from one to the other it just takes time okay and that's why creating routines practicing self-care and making sure that you are doing activities that fulfill you uh, no matter where you are they, it, that's really important to to feel well and then from that place of feeling well you can then step out and then take advantage of what what's available because there is always something beautiful available to you no matter where you are you just have to find it uh, so that's what I'm trying to do yeah thank you so much Annika for, for sharing a book um, amazing So, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your presence. If you found this session helpful and you want to support me with a donation, I will be grateful and I will accept it with love. I hope that you guys have an amazing uh, new year. I am still thinking and feeling what I want to do for the following year when it comes to live sessions and my Inside Timer work and outside of Inside Timer too. So... Stay tuned for updates because I don't really know yet <laughs> and that's okay. And yeah, and if you guys have any any topics that you would like me to share, if you have any ideas of things that you would like me to work on, uh, feel free to share them. You can share them by sending me a message. You can share them in, in the circle. It's called Your Thriving Lifestyle or you can go to my Insight Timer profile link If you are on the app, you can go to the about tab in my profile, and there is a link you can click in there and then you can find an email icon at the bottom. You can send me an email with uh, any, any ideas you may have, any topics you may like me to cover. Uh, Yeah. Feel free to reach out if you want to. Okay. Uh, And thank you so much for, for your donations. Uh, You are welcome Laurie and Kathleen and Slavina. Uh, Peter Brook, amazing. Yeah, and and how did this time work out for you guys? Is this a good time for you? Uh, because I used to do the sessions here at 10 a.m. my time, and today I did it at 4 p.m. my time. So that is a very big difference of time. But are you? do you guys like this time, 4 p.m.? Is that good for you? I feel that I can reach the three continents <laughs> if I do this time. Because if I do the 10, some people in Australia, they can't be here. And I feel that this time is could be doable for more people. But I don't know. Uh, we'll be here and ready when you are ready, Emilio. Thank you. You are so welcome, Becca. Um, amazing. So, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Happy holidays if you celebrate them. And I will see you in the next life. Who knows when? <laughs> Time of day was excellent, amazing. I will consider keeping this time then, moving forward. Okay, guys. Adios.